on this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. Woo. They're both verbs. It's awesome. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Quentin Crisco, and today I'm going to be taking you through the Chicago Bears mock draft. In order to do that, I'm using a website called NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. This is my favorite site to do mock drafts through. Um, For this one, I am going to be doing no trades. I'll be back with another one here in a little bit, probably tomorrow, where I will do trades. Um, I might need to use a different site. I'm not, or actually, no, I can do trades on this one. So. One of the things I like about this site is that some of the trade settings here, like select what type of draft you'd like to have, realistic, aggressive, or chaotic. Um, I'm always going with realistic, but if you want to have a lot of fun, you can turn that up to chaotic. And then you can set what type of trading you want. I'm going to stick with strict because I'm looking for something that can be as close to real as possible. Um relaxed if you want to you know try to pull some wild trades off and free for all if you want just crazy stuff all over the board um so without further ado let's go ahead and get it started and so it'll just take us through our simulations here And we gotta wait all the way to pick 38. Kenny Pickett going to New Orleans. That's an interesting one. Malik Willis to Seattle. I'm thinking about taking a prop on that. I'm still weighing it. I don't know how much I like it, how much I don't. I just, I know it's good money return on it. I just, it's hard to read Pete Carroll, man. Matt Corral to Detroit. They got their guy. Um, so it looks like. Here we are. We're on the clock, Chicago Bears fans. So right before us, Tyler Smith, the guy that I like in this class. Um, but you get some mixed reviews on him, though. Goes right before us, which kind of hurts. Um, Jalen Petrie went a few picks before. Boy, Mafe, neither guys that I'm really looking for for the Bears. McCreary is a guy who you might have your eye on, so that kind of hurt to see go. Same with Raymond. I personally like Tyler Smith better than Raymond, but um, it's mostly because of Raymond's age. But let's see what we got here for what's available. So they're telling us number one player available for the Bears right here is N'Kobe Dean. So I think I said pick 38 earlier. I meant 39, clearly. Um, N'Kobe Dean, I don't really want to go linebacker here. 
I definitely don't want to go Ryan back here with Brees Hall. We had Desmond Ritter on the board. We just took Justin Fields. Arnold uh, Etikady. I'd be interested. I'm not going to lie. I'd be interested in him here. Um, Kenneth Walker. I love Kenneth Walker, but I'm not taking a running back here. Logan Hall is an interesting one because the Bears do have a need at three technique. Um, but they've signed some vets too there, and they do have a few guys on the roster who can play that spot. So I'm, I'm going to keep looking here. Kyler Gordon's really intriguing. But, man, it's it's tough here. So we're going, what, five, four players on the board, five, five, before I find a guy that I'm even interested in for the Bears right now. And so five, six for another guy who I'm interested in but doesn't, like, doesn't fill one of those wide receiver offensive line needs that they really have. You're really not finding that till 47 with George Pickens. But really here, what I'm looking at, if, you, if you're going to pick a wide receiver here, you got three to four guys, depending how you feel about Mechie, that you're saying, we know the Bears got the 48th pick. They got three to four guy, wide receivers here. Are they all going to go in the next nine picks? I don't think so. We go look at O-line. Top available interior guy is Dylan Parham, which that would be a huge overdraft. Offensive tackle, Daniel Falele. I don't really like him and what the Bears are going to run, and also a big overdraft. Kennard. I think he's okay for an interior guy for the Bears, but again, he's just, it, 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 the value is not there. So the next biggest position needs probably cornerback after those two. And Kyler Gordon is really the guy who's jumping out to me here. But let's see what else. Arnold Epic, man, it's tough to pass an Epicady here. I'm feeling real conflicted on that. But, you know, just for, hmm. So I'm looking at Pickens with Watson, Moore, and Mechie still there. One of them will still be there at 49. Evicady or Gordon. It's tough to not go Gordon here. Because with Epicady, as much as I like him, Quinn is still here. If they plan on trading Quinn, maybe Epicady's the pick. But I don't, you know, have a crystal ball into what they're thinking there. And, I mean, Quinn's not going to be here beyond next year anyways. But he's still here this year as of right now. You know what? I'm... I'm taking Epicady here. That's, it doesn't make a lot of sense to the masses. Might not make a lot of sense to me, honestly. But I think he's one of the best players available there. And he does fill a spot that you're going to need because Quinn's going to be gone after next year. Um, and, you know, he might be gone at some point during this year. They might be looking to trade him. So now here we are at 48. 
since our last pick. We saw Kyler Gordon come off the board, Daniel Falele, Desmond Ritter, George Pickens, Logan Hall, Nick Benito, Travis Jones, and Sky Moore. So I'm sitting here at 48. Let's look at the total big board. We still got N'Kobe Dean, Brees Hall, and Kenneth Walker on here. But man, now I can get Christian Watson at some real nice value. And like, if we look at the O-line guys, it's pretty much the same guys that were there before anyways. Um, and we know we got the 70-something pick. 70th, 71st pick. So... There's going to be some value on O-line at that 71 pick. So I'm sticking with wide receiver here. And I honestly think these two, John Mechie and Christian Watson, are a little closer than people are people seem to think. But Mechie, I love his background. I love some of the stuff he's had to go, like the fight in this guy. You know, he he's lived in like three different countries. He... Didn't see his family at all during all of COVID because uh, they were living up in Canada. Um, he moved to the U.S. from Canada, I think, right before high school to go basically learn to play football. Um, or not learn, but go play football at a higher level. Um, his background is really cool. Watson's is too, actually. So Watson was a guy who had a huge growth spurt like between his junior and senior year of high school. And because of that, went way under-recruited, um, which is how I ended up at North Dakota State. Um, it's honestly, he's a guy who shouldn't be here. It just like in the, a position to get to the NFL by all, everything that I've seen on it, because he, he had no offers coming out of high school until the last minute. He, he wasn't a guy who was getting that recognition because he fell through the recruiting cracks by being a shorter guy for most of high school and then shooting up and then just putting out crazy production his senior year um which is actually wild to me because i believe his dad i believe his dad played nfl his dad was a defensive back for the packers back in the day but i'm gonna go ahead and go christian watson here with the Bears' second pick and again i'm not doing any trades in this one um i'll do it i'll do another another draft with trades here in the next few days um but not today. I'm just doing it straight up today. So let's see here. We're coming up on pick number 71. And let's see. We got some dudes available. I'm stuck on wide receivers here. Let's go back to the total guys. Quay Walker. Chad Muma at 71 is enticing. But, man, the Bears need a line. Troy Anderson. I'm a huge Troy Anderson fan on this, so this is the Bears' last primetime pick. I mean, they don't pick again until 148, and they're, they're really, they're going to need a trade a trade down somewhere in these first three picks to get some value in there, because this draft is just too good from second to fourth round to not have it. Um, but... Because I'm not trading. If if I were, if I had a trade down, if I had another pick in the top 100, I'd probably be taking Troy Anderson or Chad Muma here, and then I'd be hoping to get a guy like Lucas or Max Mitchell, or 
Sean Ryan or Cole Strange or Cam Jurgens with my next pick. But because I don't, I can't really risk that. I already, I already blew my risk on the, the pick number 39 by going defense with Evicady there. So I just I need to go O line here before because I don't know what's going to be there at 148. Like we look at this big board, if we assume the big board's accurate around 140. I mean, yeah, Velas Jones is a wide receiver I could look at, or Danny Gray, who I just wrote an article on. Um, who's a I mean, this dude's got jets; he can fly. Um, Look at Bo Melton, another dude with absolute jets. Zach Tom will hopefully be there at 148. That's a guy who I'd really be targeting. But I'm not sure I'm, more, I'm willing to take that risk here since I'm not doing trades in this one. Um, JT Woods is a guy I really like for the Bears. And I still need a cornerback, too. Let's see, so cornerbacks guys that might be there around 148 Tariq Castro Fields is a guy I might take a look at or Damari Mathis um Cordell Flott but even that for 148 that's a 40 pick difference between big board and um actual Joshua Williams is a really interesting prospect as well out of Fayetteville State uh but for now I mean Number one thing for the Bears is to help Justin Fields right now. And the best way I can do that with this pick is Abraham Lucas, who some people like him a lot in this class. Some people don't love him. Um, but I could also go a guy like Sean Ryan here, or Cole Strange. Which, so, the Bears have Lucas Patrick. He can play center or guard. He's penciled at center right now. I'll probably keep him at center. So, I'm probably not needing to go center here in Cole Strange. Um, if we got Borum and Jenkins on the bookends, which I'd love to give Borum some competition, but I think that he's capable there. I don't know if he's he's a guy you want to pencil in as a starter 100%, but so I'd like to get him some competition. But at this point, I think Sean Ryan might be the best pick. It's Sean Ryan or Abraham Lucas, but I don't know. Abraham Lu I, I feel like the Bears are going to be a pretty run-heavy offense um, this year, at least. Maybe going forward, I think I think them being able to run the ball is going to be a big deal for them. And I'm just not sure Abraham Lucas gives you that coming from an air raid team in Washington State. He doesn't have much experience in run blocking. It's probably one of his biggest weaknesses. Um, and he needs a lot of work on technique and pass pro as well, but he's very natural. Very, uh, very good pass pro instincts, but he, he has a lot to clean up. Um... I actually haven't read a ton about Sean Ryan so far, but um, I know that he's got some good physical traits that you look for, and he's a guy who should do real well on the interior. I believe he played tackle at UCLA, but he's probably moving into the interior for the NFL. Um, yeah, my heart's telling me Sean Ryan, so that's where I'm going to go.
and then we'll see what we get left with at pick 148. Um, so going back to it, pulling out my notes, John Mechie is one of five boys. He was born in Taiwan. His father was Nigerian. His mother was Taiwanese. Moved to Western Africa to Ghana soon after he was born. And at six years old, he moved to Ontario, Canada. And he didn't start playing football until middle school, which is kind of rare with these guys. Um, usually see they started playing at a very young age. And then just, just before or during high school, at 14 years old, he moved to the U.S., left his family in Canada, had a, a host family in the U.S., so he could go play football at a higher level, which is really, you know, this, this guy's been an adult since he was a kid, essentially, is what I'm reading. Um, didn't see his family for two years during the pandemic. Very coachable guy. Um, just a lot you like. If he didn't have the ACL tear, I think he'd be looking borderline first round. But here we go. We are back on the clock. And let's see. Let's see what the best prospects overall we got here are. Running back, running back, not really interested. Charlie Kohler is a guy who I do have some interest in. But this is a guy I have a hard time passing on here. Jalen Armour Davis. He's got some serious traits. He's only played one year as a starter at Alabama now because he was, you know, stuck behind some guys. But he has some high-end traits that you really like to see. And cornerback is a spot that I still need to hit. Look at Matt Wolotsko is a guy I'm really interested in. I just finished up an article about an hour ago on him. Um, tied with Obina Ezi for the longest arms in the draft class. Wolatsko is an absolute monster as far as athletic testing goes. I mean, he's about as athletic as you get at offensive tackle. About perfect frame, body type, um, and just athletic testing. He's agile. He moves in space. He can. Uh, he has the lateral quickness to really mirror guys. Very impressive uh, guy who's going to be available late. He, you know, obviously he's there for a reason. He has stuff to clean up, stuff to work on. Played at FCFs, North Dakota. Um, didn't exactly face the highest level of competition, but a lot of traits that you, you try to project with a guy like Matt Wolatsko. On the interior, Chris Paul's a guy with great technique, uh, missing some of the athletic ability, but on the interior, you think maybe he might be able to get past that. Um, Lucita Smith, is, he's an interesting prospect. Um, I try not to use that word anymore since I heard Lance Zerline podcast where he said never use the word interesting or intriguing to discuss a prospect. Um, but I just did it, so I failed myself there. Um, but I, I believe Lucita Smith had a lot of traits that you really liked and were really interested by. Um, Logan Bruss is a guy who... Like, just by being a Wisconsin offensive lineman, I'm instantly interested. Uh, or not interested. There I go again. I use it again. I'm instantly um, wanting to know more about him because of the way that they they just pound the rock. The way that they get yards, running the ball constantly. And the way that they have produced offensive linemen is something I, I want to see 
uh, I want to look into a guy from Wisconsin more, period, and why he's available this late. Cade Mays is a dude who um, his dad played at Tennessee, uh, was a captain, I believe. He was a captain as well. I believe he was also academic uh, all-conference um, at least once, maybe twice. And uh, he, he's a guy who has a lot of locker room things you look for and some of the success that you look for. But ultimately, here, I'm um, looking at safety. I mean, there are some guys I like here, like in Smoke Monday and Marquis Bell and uh, Tyson Anderson. But I'm going to have a hard time passing on Jalen Armour Davis here. I think the Bears are getting a steal. So I'm going ahead and locking that one in, taking him. Um, and we are right back on the clock here in a minute. Or we already are. There we go. At pick 150. So at this point, I've hit edge, I've hit wide receiver, I've hit O line, I've hit cornerback. I've really hit my major needs. Now I can go into a bit of uh, best player available mode. And we need multiple, uh, the Bears need multiple wide receivers. Um, and Bo Melton is a guy I'm going to have a hard time passing up. Like I said, he's got some wheels. I mean, at pick 150, I'm going to have a hard time passing. Um, looking through this, Amari Barno's got some serious trades, but he needs to add some weight and uh, prove a little more work ethic for me, at least, to be taking him. Yeah, th this one just seems like an easy, easy pick, Bo Melton. So there we go. I just add two wide receivers who I think can be difference makers by the end, by the end, or by the start of their second year, um, which is huge for the Bears. They really need help at that wide receiver position. Um, so let's see here. I lost it. Okay. So the Bears are off the clock until 186, which we're coming up on pick 186 here. Um, Go back to my notes here a little bit more on Christian Watson. Um, as a junior in high school, he really didn't play a whole lot. But he grew four inches between his junior season and his senior season of high school. Um, but he still only put up 290 receiving yards as a senior in high school. And he didn't receive really any recruiting for college football in high school. Um, just like I said earlier, slipped right between those cracks. Um, so North Dakota State came in late with an offer. And which is, again, so surprising to me. His dad played five years in the NFL. You know, there's NFL guys in front offices and coaching who know his dad, know that he has a son or even I, I guess I should say college football recruiting circles. His dad Brian's friends in college football recruiting circles as well. Know that he has a son. Know things about, like, I'm just so shocked that he fell through the cracks like that. Um, he was one of four kids, and his cousin actually won a Grammy. His cousin is Jordan Sparks. Uh, so there's a fun fact for you. 100% true fun fact. That one actually is true. Um, so here... 186. I believe this is the Bears' final selection. Yep, this is their last pick in this no-trade mock draft. And, man, let's see who I picked already. 
So I would like to add another offensive lineman if I can. I wouldn't mind adding a three technique or a safety um, or even another cornerback, honestly. Uh, also, Chico Conquo is a guy that I really like at tight end, but uh, I don't think we can see the Bears really draft a much tight end uh, this year. I just don't think they have the luxury of doing that. So let's go ahead and go through. So Grant Calcaterra, actually, I want to talk about him for a hot second. Not that I think he's going to be picked here, but he's just got such an interesting story. So Calcaterra, he was the number 25 recruit in the state of California, which, you know, is a football hotbed. I mean, that makes you a big-time recruit. Um, and he went to Oklahoma, played three years there, you know, played with Baker Mayfield, uh, played with Mark Andrews. Um, I believe he roommated, he was roommates with one of those two at one point. But he actually retired after his third season, uh, just shut down his football career because of too many concussions. Um, upon doing that, he planned to become a firefighter. Uh, somewhere within there, he kind of changed course and started taking EMT classes, got licensed as an EMT, and took a job at, uh, as a first responder with an ambulance company. Um, he also worked construction somewhere in there and went to fire technology school, which I'm not sure what fire technology school is. I'll have to ask my... Uh, my, my buddy Danny Meehan about that, as he's a, he's a firefighter himself. Maybe he'll know. Um, but when he was watching Grant Calcaterra, when he was watching the 2020 draft, he said that his fire for the game was reignited, which, you know, I, I thought that just, was just cool. <laughs> um, you know, it, it sucks that he had all his concussions, but I thought that was cool. So he, he went back to, or he went to SMU, for the 2021 season, was named a captain, which is really cool. You know, a guy can just walk onto the team like that and become a captain. I think that says a little bit about his character. Um, and he graduated. He has his degree. And I just think he's got a great story. I don't think the Bears will be picking him here just because I think they have more pressing needs than tight end. But I just wanted to share that story. <laughs> um, I think Ty Chandler is a guy who's has a real shot to be good in the in the NFL. I said earlier I like Smoke Monday. I love love my Red Raider Eric Izukama. Dude put up some numbers for Tech. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears do some trade down. See Matt Matareza come off the board to them uh, in a spot like this. Cordell Volson's a guy who I haven't researched that much yet, but. I just feel like North Dakota State puts out good old, puts out some decent O line prospects. Um, so he's a guy that I'd be, I'd at least consider a little, but I don't know enough about him right now to really say that I'd take him. Um, here, let's take a look at O line specifically. Chasen Hines, a lot of talent. He's had some off the field stuff that kind of scares you away. Dawson Deaton, a Red Raider. Always have to consider Red Raiders. The NFL machine that is Texas Tech University. Um, not a ton here that I'm really, really loving on the interior. How about a tackle? 
Obina as he, I mean, you're just betting on upside there. Longest, tied for the longest arms in the draft class. Guy's got some really strong uh, physical traits. Um, Nick Zackridge. So he's going to be a project coming out of Fordham. But he's got some, I'm, I'm doing a prospect profile on him in the next few days, I'm thinking. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I haven't completely decided yet. Um, just because he's coming from such a small school like that, it's hard to really get your get your hands around him. Um, Austin Deculus. I feel like he's been underrated in all this. He's not going to blow you away with combine testing or anything like that. But I just I get this feeling that he's just a good offensive lineman. When I see it, like he just he just does his job. And goes unnoticed a lot of the time. Um, Vidarian Lowe is someone who, another guy kind of like I said with Mechie, but maybe even more, probably even more with Lowe, has been an adult since he was a teenager. Like he, I believe his parents passed away. He took in his his little brother. He has two kids of his own. Like he, he's, been, he's been caring for people younger than him for longer than any, you know, 23-year-old should. Um, which I, I think is something that should shoot him up draft boards a little bit more. Just, you know, the work ethic, you know, you know the commitment that this guy has had just to get here. Um, but, I mean, I, I have a hard time spending the 186 pick on a guy who, on my board here, or on NFL mock draft databases board is 240-something, 280-something. Um, that just makes it tough. Which brings me back to a guy like Wilson. Andrew Stuber is a guy that, kind of like uh, Logan Bruss I was saying earlier, I'm curious why Stuber is so low being a, a tackle from Michigan. You know, maybe he has to move to interior, but I think he's a guy who could, you know, I mean, he was playing Big Ten football on a power run team and starting. I mean, there's something to be said for that. So it's probably between these two. Earlier on, I went with Sean Ryan. So I got an interior guy. I'm a guy who's going to project more to tackle in the NFL. Man, this one's a tough one. These no trade, these no trade mocks are no joke. Um, but I'm probably going to come down to upside. I know Bina Ezzy. Uh, shout out to Michael Rockman, uh, who was on our show last week and sold me a little bit on Ezzy as one of his sleepers. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with him. So that should take us to the end of the Bears draft class for today. We'll have we'll have some more some more variations of it. That's the beauty of a mock. If you do it and you come away saying, I didn't really like it, like what I ended up with, you can just do another. It's not real life. It's beautiful. You can never really be wrong when you're doing a mock. And so let's just let this run its course. 
kind of see. So these these old linemen are kind of going. Like you see, two guys in the two eighties are the best available at like two forty. They they were kind of pushing up there. So that brings us to the end of our show today. Make sure to go subscribe to our YouTube if you liked this. Like the video. Uh, go rate the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on basically every podcasting platform there is. Uh, Shaving Points Podcast. That is our name on all of them as well as on YouTube. Go follow us on Twitter. Shaving underscore points. That's P-T-S underscore pod. Um, on the Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. on Go follow us on LinkedIn. I want to bump up our LinkedIn numbers. Personally, that's a personal goal of mine, to bump up those LinkedIn numbers. Um, and, yeah, check us out. Comment on our stuff. Let us know what you want to see, what you what you didn't like to see. Um, we want to get interaction with any and all of our listeners. So give us a shout and have a good night. Go Bears. Cut that meat! Cut that meat!